Okay, hello everybody. Welcome to the Course Creator Community. I am super excited because we have an absolute rock star on the line this week. Now, I know I say that about every guest every week, but this person is an actual rock star. I've checked out her website. I've read blogs about her. When it comes to the raw food, the raw dessert side of things, she's amazing at what she does, and she's set up an amazing core online course business. So without further ado, let me introduce all the way from the West Coast of Canada, the one and only Ms. Crystal Bonnet. Crystal, how are you? Good, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. No, thank you for coming on. I, I've been following Crystal these last couple of weeks and she's launching a book here and then a new course there. So she's been super busy. So it's great to have you on it. It's also exciting for me to, to see what you're doing. So Let's dive in, Crystal. Let's start from the beginning. Let's give everyone a little bit of background. Maybe before you even started the online course side of things, what is it that you did? Um, okay, so, well, how far back do you want me to go? <laughs> you can start wherever you want to start. I mean, I think I have a very similar story compared to a lot of entrepreneurs. I was working in the corporate world and I didn't like it. I never fit in anywhere I worked. And um, I got into raw food and the whole culinary aspect of it. I just fell in love with making raw food and it just naturally progressed into a business. I ended up quitting my job and started a farmer's market business selling raw chocolate and desserts. And then from there, I started teaching because I was getting a lot of interest from people in the area asking to teach raw food courses and raw chocolate. And so I started teaching and then everything just progressed from there I was getting a lot of opportunities and I was teaching raw chef certifications in Bali I was interning with a big raw food culinary school in the United States and yeah I always knew that I wanted to reach people on a wider scale and I had a lot of friends in the online course business as well and so I just always had people in my ear you know saying oh you should it's great you're doing this in person you should take your courses online and be teaching online you could reach way more people that way and I just never had the confidence and the courage to do it it took me a long time to work up to that point what and I was working can I ask what a long time is um I would say so I started my farmer's market business in 2015 and I launched my online first online course um, August 2019 Gotcha. And you were thinking oh, about those whole four years, oh, I should go online kind of thing? Uh, probably from like 2017 to 2019, so maybe two years. I know that maybe isn't <laughs> such a long time, but it felt like a long time, I think, because I just didn't feel like um, that I could do it and that it wasn't my space to do that. You know, we all go through that. And I was working for an online culinary school in the States doing administrative work and everything for them. So I got a little bit of a taste of like how, how an online culinary school works. And then I just had to make a decision because what I was doing was not bringing in enough income. I was not able to support myself at the time doing what I was doing. And I just decided to go all in and invest in creating my first online course. And I mean, I knew nothing. I started literally from scratch, like trying to figure out what software to use. I didn't know anything about email marketing, about Facebook ads, 
I like I knew none of that stuff. So I learned everything on my own, started from scratch. And um, I had a course that I knew I wanted to launch, which was the raw dessert chef certification course, because I was obsessed with raw desserts. And I knew that that was missing. That was the niche that was missing in the market in raw food culinary online programs. Um, and just had a feeling that it would be popular. And thank goodness that all ended up working out. Awesome. Well, let's dive into that story a little bit. So you knew, you, you made the decision, I want to go online. You learned everything yourself. Where did it start? What was the first thing you did? Well, the first thing I did was I started getting videographer quotes. And then that's what actually deterred me for a long time because how expensive it is to get professional videography, especially for culinary courses, because I wanted, I knew that if I was going to do this, if I was going to launch a business, like this that needed to be top notch and high quality, which means it had to have good video, high quality video. And I started reaching out to videographers and, you know, getting these quotes back. It was really um, disheartening and seeing those numbers and realizing like, okay, this is not a cheap investment. This is going to be a really big investment. I wanted to have multiple camera angles and um, the whole shebang. So that was the first thing I did because I already had the program because this program I had already been teaching in person. Yeah. Um, so normally you would start, you know, if you're creating an online course, normally you would start with the what topic are you going to teach and start creating the curriculum. So I already had that. So I was reaching out to videographers um, and then finally found one. And then, so that's where I started, got the course filmed and then did all of the technical stuff while the videos were getting edited. So a couple questions with that. Can I ask how much you paid the videographer? Is, is that all right as an indication? Yeah, yeah, of course. So for that first course, it was about 30000 Canadian dollars for the videography. And I had, post- and that was a really good deal, though, because I had almost 90 videos yeah. at the time. Was it, um, just so I get my head around this, Crystal, was it so this wasn't them going to one of your live workshops and recording? you? You, you've got a studio or it's in your kitchen? How did it? No, actually, I rented an Airbnb. Gotcha. So whenever I filmed in the past, I moved in last November to a place where I can film at home now. But actually, so before I always had to rent Airbnbs for filming because there's so many things you need to think about. There needs to be enough space in front of the counter to mm-hmm. have the front angle shot. There needs to be an, enough space beside then you need to have a full island, which has no sink on it, which is, it's very hard to find a kitchen with an island with no sink in the island. There had to be the proper um, plug-ins. Like uh, there couldn't be a ton of windows because we had to block off all the light and control the light. So making us always. And were these, were these Airbnbs like specifically for, for people that wanted to video cooking or you no. would just go on and find. We've just. Airbnbs for accommodation, but I would always be really upfront with because these studios are very expensive. They're about nine hundred to a thousand dollars a day if I was to rent a studio. Yeah, and I did look into that, but even then, you couldn't keep all of the filming stuff overnight and everything there for the whole because we filmed over ten days. We did ninety videos. That's what I wanted to ask. That was ten days of filming. Yeah, so we had to keep everything there all of the equipment um so the first place that i filmed and it was a house and it was the downstairs and then people lived upstairs and thank goodness there was no extra noise 
but we felt safe because the owners were there and we felt like we could leave all of that expensive equipment there. Yeah. Um, and then that's the story. Crystal, did you stay at the Airbnb as well or you just went there to work, went home? Yeah. Gotcha. I just, yeah, I have dogs and stuff. So I really had to come back home, but I, yeah, I came in the morning. Nobody stayed there. Um, we all left in the evening and came back in the morning. And was this like nine to five for 10 days straight? Or was it a couple of hours? Like- <laughs> nine to five, maybe for the videographers. For me, it was, yeah. I mean, I do almost, I was doing almost everything myself. Thank gosh. I had some people helping me do the dishes and everything like that, but you're thinking, okay, when I film a course, I have to be the, the set stylist. Yeah. I have to um, do all of the prep work yeah. for all of the ingredients for each shoot. I have to set up each shoot. And then I have to remember what I'm going to say. <laughs> so yeah. it is a, filming these courses is a lot. And when we filmed our new course, Raw Food Culinary Academy, we filmed that also over 10 days. And we filmed that in October. That was really intense because raw desserts is a lot easier to set up for because it's not a ton of produce. It's more dry ingredients like nuts and seeds and coconut and coconut oil and cacao products. Filming the savory course, the raw food culinary course, the amount of prep. I mean, it's hours of prep before you start filming and then hours of prep in the evening. So they're super long days, you know, from like 7 a.m. until like 9 p.m. at night. And then wow. and you're doing this for like 10 days straight. So by the end of it, you know, you're cringing watching the videos because you can see I'm like, oh, I, I look very tired. I look <laughs> exhausted in these videos, but it's because you can't help it like it is by by the end of it you're and by the end of the day you're exhausted and especially like talking all day and the reason why I had to do that again is because I had to rent a space and so you're basically paying the videographers a daily rate yeah so it's not like we could take a bunch of day offs in between because then I would have to pay them for those days yeah and I couldn't take breaks because then you're paying more for the Airbnb so thankfully now that's why I have a place where I live, where I can film, and it doesn't have to be so intense like that. I can, like, I'm filming um, a mini course this Friday, and we're starting literally with one recipe. Like, I can just film the one recipe this Friday. That's all I have to focus on. I don't have to film a bunch of stuff over a certain amount of days. It can be so much more relaxed now. Love it. Okay. So, did the videos the first time? Next mm-hmm. one there, then what was it? Sorry, say that again. Uh, so uh, when you did your first course, so you had the curriculum from the, when you were teaching face-to-face, hired the videographer, recorded the courses. What was then the next step for, for getting the course up and running? Let's take a quick break. If you want tips and strategies on how to start, grow, and monetize your business online, check out the Digital Revolution podcast with Eli Adams. We interview digital experts from around the world that share their personal stories. They talk about what they're currently working on and where they see the future going. But most importantly, they share tactics in their specific area of expertise with the hope of helping you improve your digital presence online. You can listen to the Digital Revolution podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, or simply click on the link in the show notes below. Okay, so then you're, once the videographer edits the videos, then he's sending them back for you to review. 
Um, so this, because this was my first course, it was a very different process than the one that I just did. And because I had no experience, but also too, I had no audience. My audience was very, very small. So it wasn't like I had a big email list. Um, I didn't even do Facebook ads at that time uh, when I launched my first course. So um, I did. So then I had to decide what platform I was going to use. Um, and I chose Thinkific as the online platform because it was just made sense for the organization of my courses because they're very complex. And then, um, oh my gosh, it was so long ago. And then, oh, and then I found help. I found, I hired someone to help me set up uh, the course in Thinkific. So it was a Thinkific expert. It was all the technical stuff because I was just starting out and I had no idea. So um, they did like all the integrations for me and taught me how to use ConvertKit and get that, uh, which is my email marketing system and got that all integrated. Um, and then it was just building it out. So writing the curriculum, getting it put up in the platform, getting my sales page done, the website, all the copy done for that, all of the copy for the emails uh, for when I launched. Um, yeah, so it was that is a very different process compared to now how I launch my courses. Now that I have experience and I hire a lot more people now when I launch and I do get most of the things like my sales page copy and my sales page design, I get that professionally done now. I get my email sequences written. I do a whole campaign, have a marketing team doing Facebook ads. Um, yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, I'm loving this story so far as well, because it's putting, putting everyone kind of through the journey as well. So sounds like now you've got the completed course, right? You've got the curriculum in your head. You got the videos done. You've worked with some people to, to get everything on Thinkific, get it all integrated. Now you've got mm -hmm. this amazing course. What was the launch like or how did you launch? Tell us a little bit about that now. Yeah. And so because this was my first course and I had no experience, I didn't do a big launch. Oh. I literally sent out an email to my email list, posted it on social media. And um, I did the campaign over two weeks and I did a Facebook Live recipe demonstration and had the course on discount, of course, did the big launch discount. And that was it. Yeah, that's all I did. I didn't even hire a marketing team or anything. I did everything on my own. Results? Would you let us know what, what was the course selling at? Um, how many did you sell? If you can let us know a little bit about that. So sure. So the launch promo was $5.97. Uh, that was the promo one-time payment. And I also had a payment plan. And I sold that launch. It was 14 courses. Okay. Not too bad. So that's no, no. 20,000. What's the, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. It was 20,000. Yeah. Did you? Okay. So that was still a loss though, right? With everything that you. Oh yeah. I didn't break even, but I made, but I ended up um, like I was continually selling courses. And then after a few months, then I learned how to do Facebook ads and I started Facebook ads. And then actually I ended up filming I actually extended the course. So I actually did a bunch of updates about five months later and I filmed new recipes. So I did a big campaign around that. Um, and then and I was doing Facebook ads and then it was the pandemic. And you know, the pandemic, as we all know, for, for people who had online businesses, it really benefited us in a lot of ways. I mean, I was selling, I was selling like a course a day, just running Facebook and my Facebook ad spend was so low 
crazy low and my ROI was so big. Um, but of course, that's not. <laughs> interesting one, right? You kind of feel bad as an online person during COVID. It's like there's people getting sick, there's people yeah. dying, there's people losing their jobs, business closing down. But for the online world, it's like, you know, the sales were good. The sales were good. But also, too, you see all these people on social media so bored, they're in quarantine, they have nothing to do. And then, you know, the ones who are busier, us who are actually like getting income and revenue. And, but it's my business. Yeah, I definitely started exploding from there. And I was just getting busier and busier, which I was so grateful and thankful for because when the pandemic did hit, I think like most people, I panicked because I had, I had literally just finished filming the second round of videos the day before everything shut down in Canada. Wow. It was the day before. And I panicked because I spent all this money on filming these new videos. And I was like, oh my gosh, what did I just do? Like, no one's going to be buying courses right now. I'm totally screwed. And yeah, thank gosh that didn't happen. But yeah, you definitely have that, that fear. Like you didn't know, you, we didn't know what was going to happen, right? 100%. Well, I want to, so let me look into this a little bit here. All right, cool. So one question, one more question about the launch, and then we'll kind of move on to, um, sure. you know, from there. So 14 sales, can I ask how big was your email list? How many people do you have on Facebook to make those 14 sales? Yeah, so I had, I think it was 600 people on my email list. Oh, so actually, sorry, one of the things I did do before I launched, like while the videos were getting edited, I created a lead magnet, which was a free ebook to start growing my email list. So that's how I got the 600 people on my list for the launch. And my Facebook, oh dear, I can't really remember. It was probably only at like 2000 maybe, or not even, even like I, I know my Instagram was like 1400 people at the time gotcha. um, when I launched. Yeah. Okay, cool. Now that gives uh, me a good picture there. So awesome. Right. You did this launch, uh, didn't break even on the launch, but it obviously showed proof of concept. It's kind of like, yeah, oh, here's 14 people that, you know, gave me 600 bucks for this thing here, I'm guessing you probably got some good feedback. And then it was yeah. like, right, how do I continue to, to grow from here? And it sounds like mm -hmm. the option you took was Facebook ads. Is that mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Tell us, yeah. tell us a little bit about that experience and journey. Sure. So actually I started working with a Facebook marketing ex expert at Facebook because they actually um, have this service free. A lot of people don't know. Mm -hmm. They have this service free available. Um, where you can work with a Facebook marketing expert at Facebook and they will set you up, set up your account with you on calls and um, set you up with your first ad and give you a run through and like show you how to use the system. It's very, it's obviously very small scale compared to what the kind of service that you get with an actual um, like agency or service, which is what I do now um, because it's, you can't, do the scale is what you can like with when you hire someone, but um, it worked for me um, at that time. That was before the big iOS changes. Um, so it was easy for me to learn. Oh, I actually, I did take a mini course. Sorry. Oh, I'm totally forgetting about Melissa. Um, who, um, you Melissa who? Yeah. Yeah. And cause I took her course. She helped me a lot with Facebook ads. I took a course um, it was called course conversion university, I think. And that's also how I learned how to do Facebook ads. And um, so it was easy for me to figure out at first. And 
yeah, I did my own Facebook ads and throughout the pandemic. And that's when I would, they were, I was getting super high ROI and the ad spend was really low because more people were online. And um, yeah, they were giving me really good return. I was selling about one course a day, but that's because I had at the time, my payment plan was really low. It was 179 a month for four months. And I think that helped as well. Um, because you could get in and get access to the whole program only at $179. Um, and that was over four months. So I think that really helps as well. Well, let, let us know a little bit about that. So you set up the Facebook ad on your own. What, 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 did, what was, I guess, the strategy you used? Was it um, you know, to a webinar? Was it to a freebie? Was it straight to your course? What? It was know. actually, so this is the thing, and everyone that I had worked with, before in this industry, they thought it was so crazy that I was running the ad to a cold to cold audiences straight to my course. No, I had no nurturing. I had a nurture sequence set up by then in my email list. But when I was running ads, I was not running it to a freebie. I was not running it to a webinar. It was just straight to my sales page. Gotcha. And, and not so. And let me get my head around this. It was straight to the sales page. And they would buy. It wasn't like an enter at the email yeah. in the sales page or anything like that. It was just straight to sales page. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And then they would sign up. Yeah. Gotcha. But, can you but it's not that easy anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's go back to the start and then we'll go back to, to we'll, we'll yeah, go yeah. To the start and then we'll go to where you're at now. So even with, let, let's, right, can you run us through some of those numbers there? So I guess how much um, uh, money were you spending per day and how much? How many dollars would it take to make a sale? And let's go through some of those numbers. Yeah. Oh, geez. I mean, I'd have to look at my. Actually, I was just looking at them. I was looking at them the other day because I was comparing to what um, I was comparing it to the campaign that we just did. But I always do. I was doing fifty dollars a day. Yeah. And uh, my ROI, I think, was like eighty dollars. Um, would it it would of, cost me $80 to sell one course. Yeah, gotcha. And one course was about 600 bucks if you include... Yeah, it was 590 It was... Uh, sorry, no, that was the launch sale. So the price of my course at that time was 697 US. Gotcha. So I'm just... 697 US, and then there was a payment plan of 179 over four months. Gotcha. Okay, I'm just going to simplify this for the listeners. I know these stats aren't exact, but just for the listeners get the idea... So basically, Crystal was putting in, for every $100 she put in, she'd get a sale of $700, which is, and actually, question, why did you not crank that up if you were making that much of, a, of the ROI? The ad spend? Yeah. Um, well, good question. I had, again, I was doing it on my own, yeah. and I didn't have any guidance. Um, I think, too, I was nervous to spend yeah. more. US yeah. dollars is a lot more for me, right? I'm in Canada, I pay 30% yeah. on the dollar. So it's cost yeah. me $1.30 for every dollar. Um, so it's $50 a day US, but it's like $70 a day for me. But I think that, yeah, I just, I think maybe I was nervous. And again, I didn't have that guidance. That's well, probably I why. The, I did the same thing with my business. I can't remember the exact stats, but it was, you know, I'd put in about at the same time as well. I'd put in a hundred bucks. And I don't even think I was putting in 50 a day. I was putting in, you know, 20 bucks a day or something, you know, 20 Australian dollars, you know, and similar sort of stats. I'd put in 100, I'd make 500 back. And I'm kind of like, now I look back, I'm like, why did I not just now? Because it's not that easy yeah. now, right? And I'm just yeah. like, I wish I could just go back in those times. Yeah. And just, okay. But it's the same reasons for you. Like, 
I didn't know. I was scared, you know. So I, yeah. I get it. I was just curious on that there. So yeah. Also, I- too, I just want to make a note on that is although I would like my business to grow exponentially and get a ton of students, my courses are certification courses and they're fully supportive programs where students submit assignments every week and then a final project. So, I mean, I was already managing a lot of students on my own and I don't think I could have at that time, I don't know if I could have managed more. So, I mean, everything, you know, works out for, for a reason. So I think that it was, I was fine with that, with that scale. Question with that, when you say they're a certified course, does that mean they're with like, um, you've got them registered with a body over there in Canada or America or something? What, what does certified course kind of mean oh, in your world? So I'm actually um, recognized by the Raw Food Chef Alliance. And the reason why my course is a certification course is because it's not just recipes. It has the full theory and curriculum and everything that you would need to know in a culinary program in order to create these recipes successfully. But also you learn recipe writing, recipe creating, you have to create your own menu. Um, And it just really gives you the knowledge and the skills outside of just learning how to make a recipe. Also too, because the students have to submit assignments, they create their own menu for the final project. It's just more robust that way, um, which is why I call it a certification program and why we do the assignments and the, the full support. Gotcha, now with that, so they get obviously a certificate as well, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. they have like a, a code on it or it says, you know, it's it's approved by the Raw Food, Raw Food Alliance. Uh, no, it doesn't. You don't need to go that far because okay. like in there's actually no governing body for gotcha. online culinary courses. Okay. And there's no like body that's that governing body that says this is can be certified or not. It's kind of like a, the discretion of your business. And if you um feel like you can actually call this a certification program based on what you're offering it does have a certificate id um, which is generated by the online system um yeah so i mean you don't have to go as far like do what what system do you use for that sorry Uh, what system do you use for your certificates oh it's generated automatically in thinkific gotcha within thinkific yeah, so they have their certificates. Um, the designs are not that great, but I designed mine in Canva and used that template on the um, Thinkific certificate. Gotcha. Awesome. All right. Well, that's an amazing story there, Crystal. I, I'm, that launch is super inspiring. I'm curious to hear kind of where you're at now and, and um, what you're doing now. Now, answer this how you like. I, I'm curious about, I guess, um, when I was uh, when we were speaking earlier about like revenue and um, I, just for the listeners, I asked Crystal earlier, hey, like, when on the podcast, can you give us an idea of revenue? Which is like, I can, but I want to make sure I include expenses as well because, you know, like it's a big part of it. Can you maybe let us know, maybe like, I don't know if you've got last financial year or last year's stats, maybe an indication, you know, hey, I sold X amount of courses, I made X amount of dollars, I had X amount of expenses. What, what, can, what can you kind of tell us financially where you, uh, how the business is running at the moment? Yeah, so actually I just did my taxes, so I have all of the information, and holy moly, the taxes was a bit of a shocker. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in a different tax bracket now, so they take almost 40%. I almost yeah. fell off and passed out when I got my email back from my accountant. Yeah. But yeah, so I have that information for you. So because I do other things in my business as well to bring in revenue. So 
Gotcha. If we're just talking about online courses, I got the number from the report in Thinkific and for the revenue for, okay, so for 2021, it was 714 courses. Yep. And then the revenue was 202,000 US dollars. 2,000. Before expenses. Before expenses. Got. Now, let me just do the math on that. 714, they're about, is that the, the $600 course or is there different? Well, no, because I have other, I have, I launched a new course last year as well and that free gotcha. rock cake course. Awesome. Awesome. Sells for $297 one time payment. Gotcha. Awesome. Okay. Well, that's a pretty good revenue. I'm sure people are going to be listening and being like, wow, $200,000 online course, uh, $200,000 online course. That's amazing. The expenses, Crystal. Let's put it in perspective. Yeah. So first, I just want to say that, um, yeah, I mean, that number is amazing when you look yeah. at that and think, wow, I started something from scratch and I'm actually making a living. I'm getting a revenue. I'm able to pay my bills. I'm making more than I was at my full-time corporate job. Obviously I'm working way more because, you know, running a business on your own, you're just, and especially the last six months, it's like just been really, really busy, but at least you're doing something you love. And I feel like I'm contributing to the world rather than just existing and like working for someone. So it does make a big difference. Um, but yeah, so my, my business as a whole um, my revenue was 260,000 Canadian. Okay. And then, um, yeah, I think that's right. That doesn't sound right though. Cause 200 us. Well, I was just looking at my income tax, but okay. I'll just go by what my taxes said. <laughs> so it's 260,000 was the revenue. And then the take home after expenses was 120,000, okay. um, Canadian dollars. Awesome. So that's probably like a um, hundred US. Yeah, I don't know what that is in US. Yeah, about a hundred, like ninety something US dollars, gotcha. which is so amazing because oh, if you yeah. look at that number and you're like, but it's so funny to see that on paper because I was like, what? I made yeah. that much money. Where did it all yeah. go? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like all of my money that I bring in goes straight back into the business, but I'm like, no, clearly. I had some extra money. I paid off a lot of debt, which was really good. And I was able to do because I never in my life thought that I was able to pay off my debt before I started mm -hmm. my business. So to me, that was like the biggest accomplishment for sure. 100%. Okay. Well, that's amazing. You're doing awesome, Crystal. It's super inspiring. I just want to touch on, I guess, um, marketing and sales now that you're doing. You mentioned that you know, when you started off, it was quite easy on, on Facebook ads. It's not quite that easy yeah. anymore now. Are you still using Facebook ads and it's just harder or have you got a different system? What, what are you doing to, to get the sales coming in now? Yeah, so I mean, I've definitely learned a lot. So how I launch courses and even create my courses is very different than how I did with the first one. Um, I definitely hire a lot more people and get everything professionally done. Um, so with the course that I launched last year and this course that I just launched um, just at the end of April, I did a huge campaign. So I get like my email sequence written, a wholesale sequence. Um, this course we set up, um, like you said, it was like a, and my last course as well, the Nut Free Rock Cake Academy, I set up a webinar to get people in. And then I had a sales sequence for the webinar and then they would go into the sales sequence for the course. Um, and then I did the same thing, except with this course, the one that I just launched, I didn't do a webinar. We did like basically a free recipe 
we built out landing pages on my website and had um, different lessons. So you would register for the class. And then this was kind of like the lead magnet to get people on the list who were interested in doing this recipe. And then we launched um, to my email list, right? So it was definitely had grown. Like my email list now is almost 8,000 people compared to, you know, when I first started at 600 people. When did they 8,000, you say? Yeah, 8,000 yeah. 8, now. And um, again, just by doing these webinars and this launch, we did the, the free class. And so I have a marketing team now that I work with. You are actually in Slovenia. Wow. But, yeah, but they are so amazing. And I've worked with other marketing agencies in the past as well. Um, and this one I'm working with now, just trying out something different. And they definitely do things a little differently. And they, they know Facebook ads like the back of their hand. Holy moly. Because the stuff that they created and did was, I didn't even know that you could do the <laughs> Facebook ad. So they do all of the copy and all of the designs for the ads. I even created like a bunch of promo videos, like did everything for me. And we launched the, the ads first for the registered class. So for the free recipe class, we launched ads to that to a cold audience. Um, and then we did phase two into the warm audience to get people into the class. And then because I had more leads and more people on my email list, and those people were already a little nurtured, this campaign, um, when we actually launched the course, we launched ads just to a, a warm audience. We didn't launch to a cold audience at all, only to warm. And this is also too, because this course is a very high ticket course. Regular price is $2,000. And I launched it at $1,497 um, because it's a very intensive course. It's everything you need to could know about raw food. And so definitely this marketing strategy was very different than how I ran my other courses. Also, what I do is I love to do anything I can and give back to my students in any way that I can, my current students. So whenever I launch anything, I launch it to them first at the lowest discount possible. Yeah. So I, I basically ran a totally separate campaign to my current students at the lowest price for this course and I did that for two weeks before it even went public gotcha awesome so a lot of information sorry <laughs> that's all right that's um a lot to talk about <laughs> yeah I think yeah okay so that might be a bit complicated for, for um, some of the people listening let me see if I can just summarize that yeah. uh and when you say campaign you're saying both an oh. email campaign and a Facebook ad campaign yeah, sorry, I'm talking about the campaign as a whole. So, sorry, the entire course launch, the entire launch of the course. But I can simplify. Do you want me to? I can simplify. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. Maybe simplify that. Let me. Okay. So, for the course that I just launched at the end of April called Raw Food Culinary Academy, I ran a two week campaign first to the current. Sorry. So, when I say campaign, I launched the course to my current students that I had in my other two raw dessert courses. And I had an email sequence that was written for me by a copywriter that I work with who's amazing. And she wrote the email sequence. I launched that to the students at the lowest price. It was a one-time payment of $9.97. And I also had a payment plan. At the same time, we ran ads to a free recipe class where people could register for this recipe class and they got 
three separate lessons to learn how to make this recipe. Um, and also to, cold, to grow that was to a cold audience, right? To people yes. that have never heard of. Yeah, gotcha. So we ran ads to register for the class to a cold audience to get them on my email list, um, to get them nurtured a little bit. And then after the two weeks of doing that, then we launched the course to the public through an email campaign, which was an email sequence as well as running Facebook ads to the warm audience. Gotcha. And the warm audience is the people that had read, that had got the freebie in the previous. Yeah, well, the warm audience was everybody on my email list. Gotcha. And everybody who follows me on social media. Gotcha. Um, yeah, that's basically the warm audience that we launched to. Awesome. And then maybe some people that had been retargeted from the website as well, maybe. So email. Oh, exactly. Media. Sorry. Website visitors. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And what's the, yeah, is the fourth one I'm missing? Social media, email list, website visitors. Yeah, they're probably big ones. Um, awesome. All right, cool. So amazing story, super inspiring. One more question before we uh, finish up, and that's in regards to mentors, Crystal. So you mm -hmm. mentioned that, um, you know, when you started off, you didn't really know what was going on, feed it yourself. Did you have any mentors along the way that, that helped you? I like to break this down into three parts. If you don't have all of these three, that's fine. Uh, but the question is essentially, who have your biggest mentors been? If you could give someone that um, you've paid and you've done their course or their coaching program, someone that you haven't paid, but you follow them on social media or watch their YouTube videos uh, and a book that you read or you recommend every up and coming course creator should read. Yes, of course. So Definitely my biggest mentor who I've hired and who I've worked with since the beginning is my copywriter. Her name is Danny Page, and that's spelled P-A-I-G-E is her last name, and Danny D-A-N-I. And to me, she's like the best copywriter in the online business for sure. But also, too, we just always worked really well together. And <clears throat> just what she's done with her business, we've both watched each other grow. And just her professionalism and determination, and she's so hardworking. She really inspired me. And to this day, like we work together, I hire her for everything. Um, I even do strategy. I have a strategy call with her next week on, on um, setting up some new funnels, evergreen funnels for my courses, and because she's also a funnel marketing expert. So she's definitely my number one biggest um, mentor in the online course industry. And then Definitely Melissa Litchfield from Litchfield Media, who I worked with on ads in the beginning and just her as an entrepreneur, like these women, just they're super badass entrepreneurs, you know, and just watching them grow. And Melissa was the same. I watched her grow. She had just started when I started and uh, we've grown together. And I just love, again, watching how hardworking she is. And then so that's on the online core side. And then in the culinary, like raw food side, I have a lot of people I look up to and mentors who I've learned from because how I learned, I learned was taking a lot of online courses, mm -hmm. which was really helpful because when I created mine, I knew what I liked and I didn't like and what I would do differently. So it was a really good learning experience in that aspect too. But um, Amy Levin, who is a raw dessert chef as well, and she has awesome online courses. Her and Russell James work together and they have an amazing business. He was, he's definitely like a pioneer in the raw food industry, probably was like the first one that took his courses online. 
Um, and then Pure Joy Academy, which is Elena Love and Caitlin Louise, who I've worked with in the past. Again, they're just super hardworking entrepreneurial women who built this amazing business helping other people. Um, yeah, and oh, and books, right? And you want to know about books as well? Yeah, if you got some. Yeah, so I do. I have them out here. So as like a general entrepreneurial book that doesn't, it, you know, it can be, uh, it's very generic and can span across all kinds of industry is, of course, the Jen Sincero books, You Are a Badass, and also her, her money one. I think it's You're a Badass at Making Money. Because, you know, when I first started and wanted to launch my online business, and I think all of us go through this is the imposter syndrome, right? Where we think that, well, who am I to teach this? Or who am I to create this business? Like, I'm not good enough to do this. And her books honestly really, really helped me get the confidence to do that. And if I didn't read her books, I don't know. I don't know if I would have started my online business. And then for a course, online course uh, perspective, you've probably heard of her. And actually, I met her through the Thinkific group. Her name is Rebecca Frost Cuevas, and her book is called Course Design Formula, um, How to Teach Anything to Anyone Online. And it's this is the only book that I have on online course and online course design, but it really gives you... Um, a perspective on how to design a course that's going to be easily deliverable for students and how to teach your industry. Can you get oh, there? Rebecca Frost Quaves. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm probably pronouncing her last name wrong. It's C U E V A S, and it's called Course Design Formula. I've actually never read it, but I'm a huge reader. Yeah, I've got it on, on my Amazon page now, so I'm going to. Bookmarket, and I might oh, even yeah. she wants to jump on the podcast. I love her. I had a strategy call with her once and just loved her energy. And she's, I mean, she has, I mean, her background is amazing. I and mean, she was a teacher, and like this is this is what she does. She she teaches teachers, like she's legit and and has so much information to share. But her website is learn and get smarter. Awesome. I'm gonna connect mm -hmm. on social now. Um, awesome, okay. So great mentors there, Crystal. Now, I know we've been speaking a lot about online courses, but I'm sure there's going to be people listening to this like, yeah, Crystal's a badass for online courses, but I want to get into these raw desserts. I want to get into these, these raw cooking. If someone wants to purchase your book or, or take one of your courses, where do they go, Crystal? Uh, my website is the easiest place where I have all of that information. It's crystaldonculinary.com, and that's Don spelled D-A-W-N. Um, so yeah, crystaldonculinary.com. I have a raw dessert cookbook that I just finished that's available for pre-order right now and it's being released December 6th. And uh, we just launched our biggest course yet, which is Raw Food Culinary Academy. Awesome. Okay, I'll put all those links in the show notes. And if someone wants to just follow you personally, Crystal, and then follow your journey, what's, what's your best social? Facebook, Instagram? Oh, Instagram. I definitely put most of my energy into Instagram. I just really use Instagram and Facebook and it's all my handles are crystal Dawn culinary. It's really easy to find. Awesome. Okay. Well, Crystal, that's pretty much everything I wanted to cover today. Is there anything I should have asked you, but forgot or anything you want to finish us off with? 
No, I think we covered everything. I hope I didn't give too much information. I explained everything properly and that your listeners. It was awesome. Super inspiring. All right, Crystal, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thanks. Hey, course creators, real quick before we get into today's episode, I've got a little favor to ask. As a lot of you are probably aware, one of my goals for this year is to get this, is to massively grow this podcast and get it to be one of the top ranking podcasts in the, the marketing space. Uh, to do that, what really helps is if I can generate as many uh, ratings as, as reviews as possible from listeners. So if you're a returning listener, if you could take a couple seconds and just give me a, a quick rating and review on Apple or Spotify or whatever platform you listen to, that would mean the world, that would mean the world to me. Anyway, let's get to today's show. <laughs> 